James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on, jump on in. James Shramko, welcome to Freedom Ocean. This is going to be fun, isn't it, Tim? Mate, it is going to be, it'll be one of the great podcasts on, on earning a life of freedom, I reckon. Yeah, and I think that's something that a lot of people are looking for is, is something different than what they've already got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll put my hand up for that. I, I, you know, what, what was it? A couple of months ago, I had this, this little inkling of an idea, this little seed of an idea that I reckon a show where I'm, I'm the little curious kid in the corner and you're the bloke sitting in front of me and I've got all these questions about... How do I develop this life of freedom? How do I go about taking, um, taking you know, w- w- at, the, at the end of the day, this is a show about doing business online, yeah? And, and how do I, I've got so many questions about that. Um, I had you on a show that I host, another, another business podcast called Small Business Big Marketing. Had you on three, four, five months ago, and it struck me that um, the interview we did with you was incredibly popular. Um, it was tweeted and Facebooked and, and shared around the internet virally like, like wildfire, but it also the amount of product we sold at the end of that show was extraordinary. And it just said to me, you know, we've touched a nerve, yeah? Oh, yeah. How, have you been fishing, Tim? I have. Yeah, I went fishing last week and we, we were doing surface fishing where we watch for the birds and the fish are active and then we throw our lure over it and we drag it past the were fish. Were you fishing on the Freedom Ocean? I was. It was actually <laughs> Sydney Harbour, but for, for me, we'll call it Freedom Ocean. Yep. And and when those fish jump on, it's like bang. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with that podcast. And if that was a one-off, it'd be interesting. But that seems to be happening all over the place. And I, yep. I think what's happening is the general population is starting to pay attention to the internet. And I, and I'm really looking forward to how you uh, poke and prod my mind and oh, see what yeah. we can pull out because I've been yeah. dealing with people all around the world in various different places, whether they're employees or whether they've got their own business. Yep. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see what, what we can extract from this. Well, you know, he, he, I totally agree and, and around the world too because this is a global, this is a global um, issue. Not really an issue, but there's a lot of people sitting there nine to five unhappily sitting there nine to five. Um, I walked through downtown Melbourne the other day and, you know, everyone's just looking down at the footpath, you know. I want to see heads up, looking forward, you know, heading towards that ocean. But I also think there's also a lot of, if, with, if you're not an employee, then there's a lot of business owners who are doing it hard for various reasons, not necessarily economic, or maybe they're just not doing what it is they love. Or maybe they don't know how to go about doing what it is they love. I think that's probably it, Tim, because there's a lot of facts and statistics that, you know, if you go and dig up, will prove that plenty of people make money in difficult times. And one of the things that one of my mentors taught me, he said that um, bad habits are formed in good times and good habits are formed in bad times. And I think for the sharp person who's sort of switched on to this and wants to stick through our podcast series... They'll definitely pick up tips that are not common knowledge yet, and that gives you an advantage over everyone else. And it's like the horse that wins the race, you know. Just that little bit extra knowledge can get you a compound effect. Mm -hmm. But it is a truly global thing we're talking about here. 
Mm. I mean, within an hour or so, you can travel around the world on Skype these days. Mm. I speak to people in London and Canada and the USA and Dubai and India and the Philippines almost every single day. And mm. you couldn't do that 10 years ago. Was, there was no reason and no platform for it. But it's fascinating to think that with the internet, it's always alive. It's, it's like money never sleeps. The internet never sleeps. Mm. And you can, you can get things working for you 24 hours, seven days a week. Part, part of me, in listening to you say that, part of me goes, yeah, but I've missed the boat. And I hear a lot of people say that as well. Oh, yeah, but yeah, there are a lot of people making money, you know, the last few years, but is it still really that viable? Where are we at in the life cycle of, of the internet? I think in terms of life cycle, uh, most people would probably know that bell curve of, of um, product adaptation. You know, you've got that, the, the early innovators and then you've got the, the early majority come in. You know, there's still, there's still a lot more to go. We're not even close to where it's at. I think where we're at is the gold rush has come. We've, we've seen the first dot-com burst way, way, way ago in the very, very beginning of the internet field. Now what we've had is people have come into the market, they've got away with just about everything, and the market is maturing, and now we're seeing real business come into the market. The, the first gold rush days are finishing, the towns are being built, the infrastructure's going place, but we're nowhere near uh, overdevelopment or you know skyscraper area. It's, mm. it's absolutely the right time to get in. Mm-hmm. And... Who's okay? Who's it ideally suited to this whole notion of? In fact, before I ask you that, because I want to talk to you about internet marketing, this whole kind of this industry name, internet marketing, is is it the right terminology? Have you got a better name for it? I think that's a suitable term for what we're talking about, and I guess we can just have a look at where it fits in the in the scope of things. I would say the the big category is business. And a subset of business is marketing, and a subset of marketing is marketing on the internet. Mm -hmm. So what we're really talking about here is a marketing channel. So other marketing channels would be direct face-to-face selling or print media in newspapers and radio. And then, of course, you've got the internet. And what's happened is the internet has become very powerful and the way that people are going online now especially with phenomenons like facebook where for example in our country in australia half the people in australia are on facebook and there's over 500 million people on facebook so it's it's just past that tipping point where you can't ignore it anymore Mm. it's like in the old days people used to go into picture theatres and catch up on the news and then they started watching it on TV and reading the paper and now they're going online. So it's just become more important. And, and I think too what we're seeing, unlike you know maybe five, ten years ago online, is that most generations are now online. It's no longer left to those, that, those young people. Um, it, there's a broad spectrum of people online. Bandwidth is getting you know, bigger, faster cheaper so it you know unlike five years ago it really is quite ubiquitous everything's supporting it to grow you've got yeah you've got internet in virtually every house uh even underdeveloped places have got internet connections now i've been to i've recently been to uh i went to the jungle in belize i went to egypt uh i'm going to the philippines all of these countries have internet just tell me about the internet connection in the jungle in belize 
basically, you know, this guy had a Wi-Fi thing <laughs> in a hut. Yeah. I, I'm trekking out for, for, you know, we travel in the coach for an hour from the airport yeah. and we, we walk another half an hour into the resort and I get there and my iPhone phone works and I'm able to do business sitting in the jungle with howler monkeys and, and uh, you know, Amazonian-style snakes slithering around. Yeah, well, and, and like even like you picked me up this morning from the airport and, you, you know, as you said, you know, this is an amazing business. You, you know, you, what did you take, your iPad and your iPhone? That's and, it. And, and waiting for my delayed flight, you were able to get stuff done. That's it. I was able to, to have a look at documents that uh, my team had uploaded uh, yesterday, and uh, they're in another country. I mean, I support whole families now in other countries. We've got this ability to do economic arbitrage. So, you know, we can take old classic uh, leverage techniques or money-making ideas like uh, buy low and sell high. We can go to a country where labor costs a little bit less because they have lower living costs, and we can pay them a king's ransom and still uh, resell developed services and products to Western countries for a higher profit margin. And you can do this over and over again. And I think what's really important about that, and we're going to cover what you touched on then was one very small aspect of what we'll cover in Freedom Ocean, but um, that notion of outsourcing. And that's not about finding someone for $2 an hour, which is quite easy to do, get someone to do stuff for $2 an hour, but it's about finding someone with equal skills, as you'd find here, whose cost of living is less and who's willing, who has an incredible work ethic. Um, and we've both experienced that, you to a much greater extent. I think you were on a phone call earlier today with a team in the Philippines of how many were on the end of that line? Well, in that group we had 11. Okay. And Just, uh, just, yeah. just tapping into the daily, um, the daily catch-up, the daily roundup. But, but that's the great thing. So we're going to touch on that. I guess what else are we going to touch on, James? The Freedom Ocean is very deep. It's very wide. It's very warm. So what it is, and, and you know, just like the real ocean, there are, there are rules if you want to swim in the ocean, if, if you want to survive, there are certain nature principles you have to abide by, and I think, I think we will cover some, some ideas that will help people, that, you know, some useful tools that will help take someone from their current situation to a, a, perhaps a, a more free situation where they have more control, where you can start to dictate the way you want to live and things that are currently problems are not necessarily going to be problems in the future if you believe that it's possible and if you want to implement some of the stuff we talk about mm. Mm. yeah it's a um there won't be any shortage of topics to cover no that's for sure and and i think importantly um the spirit of freedom ocean is that we do explore all the topics and all the subjects and all the kind of must-dos that you need to attend to in order to live that life of freedom. Um, and we're going to dig pretty deep on them. I mean, we're not, it's not stuff we're just going to skim over, but we'll, we'll explore topics until there's nothing left. Fair? Yeah, it sounds very exciting. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty pumped about it. Um, you know, once again, just going back to the seed of the thought of this show is... Um, you know, personally, um, I've, I've, running, I've been running my own businesses for a number of years now, um, many of which are based on hourly rates. So I'm a bit sick of working by the hour because I've only got so many hours, yep. you know, um, and it, it is about time to leverage. Um, personally, I have, um, you know, I've been selling stuff on the internet 
piecemeal. You know, not not every day. I don't see that. I don't see that PayPal thing happen every day. But I, I, I can see it. I can taste it. I can feel it. I know it's possible. And I think, you know, as I said at the start, I'm that curious little kid sitting in the corner. Um, I've got a lot of questions about. I'm ready to sort of take that big dive. Boy, there's another <laughs> metaphor. We'll have a little metaphor scoreboard for the That's freedom ocean. <laughs> but, You're doing well so yeah, yeah, far. Yeah, thank you. We, we, <laughs> you are doing not bad yourself, but let's see who comes up with the most metaphors per show. Um, so it is, it's sort of, for me, it's about stuff the hourly rate, you know? Like, yeah, well, you, you, you know, you have to be very careful when you sell your time for money. And if, if you're going to do it, there must be a reason behind it and you want to charge plenty for it. Yeah. So I actually set an hourly rate that any activity that I do must be worth X dollars. And I think it's somewhere around $1,500 per hour if I want to sell my time. And I do it on the basis that I can take some information from that and leverage it in another way. Yep. And so later on, remind me about the um, before, during and after technique that I have for making more money from, from the same core activity. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, tell us a bit about yourself then. I've shared a little a little insight into me, which I think you know, let's let's face it. I mean, people can go to um, freedomotion.com and find out about both of us. Um, this show's about our listeners, not so much about us. But just so people know that what we've got to say is coming from a place of experience. Yeah. Okay. So, from a qualification point of view. I had a pretty straightforward scenario. I was working in a job and I didn't love it. Uh, and the longer that I did it, uh, the more I got frustrated with it. My last job was as a general manager running a Mercedes-Benz dealership in Sydney. So it's a highly competitive industry and uh, a very established industry. Motor vehicle sales has been around for a long time. A very complex business as well and I had lots of staff and we turned over tens of millions of dollars every year so it was quite um, quite a ho- hard core role and I had lots of benefits and trimmings with that role and including driving nice cars and, and meeting high profile people but the probably the true gift was I got to meet a lot of very very wealthy people and I noticed that overwhelmingly these people buying Mercedes-Benz owned their own business they were not employees for the main part so I coupled that with my interest in uh, in marketing and selling, and and I had this sort of light box moment that wow, I could actually I could actually uh, sell things on the internet, not just restricted to this locale and this particular brand. And I started setting up my own websites, and this is about six years ago. And after about four years, I was able to quit my job. And, uh, and walk away from that, that job forever. I, I imagine I'm unemployable now. And uh, the goal was to, to match my income, and at the time I was earning around $300,000 per year. So I was able to build up my own business on the side after work up to $300,000 a year. Quit my job, and it didn't take long till I hit a million dollars a year in my own business. So I've been full-time when I say full-time, <laughs> yeah. that's not a normal person's full-time. What's your full-time? Full-time for me is about four hours of productive work a day, mm-hmm. on average. Yeah. And uh, Sorry to hear that. Yes. Well, it's a passion. I don't actually have to do it. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, and what I have done is I've really concentrated on continuous improvement and developing and refining uh, my internet marketing skills. Every year my business doubles and I've started teaching other people with workshops and courses and I take on just a handful of clients to keep myself sharp and I build their business with them. But for the most part I'm building my own portfolio behind the scenes that's uh, not viewable to the public, not shared with the public. And so I'm so confident with my processes that I do it myself and I, I teach some people occasionally when I put out a course or something. Just so we're really clear about um, your portfolio, so not asking you to give a specific example, but give us a, a theoretical example of something where you use internet marketing to create part of your portfolio. Well, I found about 10 different ways to make money online, like different business models or strategies. And I have quite a... a um, Oh, how would I say? I'd say insulated. I learnt from Jay Abraham that have the uh, the multiple profit pillars model. So it's imagine a table. I've got ten legs on my table, so it's very hard to take out that table. So they have the, the different strategies uh, are in different markets, and some of them are services, some of them are products. So one of my businesses is to provide services to web developers and uh, that is to, to basically provide traffic services to the websites they build. And that's a great business because I have other people sell it and other people supply it and my role is just to market it and to, to be in charge of it and to, I guess, to spend the profits. Mm. Uh, other, other parts of the portfolio are um, like, like real estate but online where I go and find premium domain names and I build out I develop websites on them and then I turn those websites into real businesses and I can do that many different ways. I can partner with people, I could build it and then sell it to a particular target buyer or I can keep it and monetize it uh, by selling things on it, either products, services or be a publisher. So without confusing our audience, I, I, I've tested many, many different ways of making money online. There's certain ones I don't do and I'm happy to explain why I don't do them, and I'm more than happy to share you know, the, the top few that I recommend people consider. Yeah, well, certainly that's going to be... Um, stay tuned for future shows, because we'll cover all that in depth, because I think it's important to know, you know... In today's world, there's no real need to reinvent things. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there that, you know, hopefully people, for example, who are listening to this show can take on the ideas. They've probably been down to, probably been to many courses, read many books. They're probably, you know, their, their brains are overflowing with what could be. Um, hopefully this show will really focus on what should be. Well, one of, the, one of the biggest things I found when I entered into the education side of it is that a lot of people are, are teaching garbage. Uh, unfortunately just like the gold rush, there are a lot of promises and, yeah. and hope uh, portrayed. And I think many of the current crop of gurus actually started by pretending they made money. And then they got people to pay for their courses and then they actually made money. But it was based on lies. And so now they've got guru status, but they never actually made money in the beginning other than selling the make money ideas. So 
it's an unfortunate scenario where there's a lot of noise and clutter in the huge, market. Huge amount of noise. And I, I think our responsibility is to take all of that coal and to sort it into a diamond for our listeners, nice. to just give them the bits that work. I mean, I, I have spent, you know, four hours a day, every single day for the last five or six years sifting and sorting and testing and trying stuff and the only thing I pass on to students is the stuff that actually works after all of that after God knows how many thousands of dollars in training and courses and and hours of my own team developing stuff I know what works and what doesn't work now and and, you know that's one of the great shames and that's why I sort of questioned you earlier about the, the, the category name internet marketing is that there's a lot of people out there who give it a very bad name. Oh, absolutely. And like like any noise, industry. That noise that you talk about. I mean, you're speaking to someone who came from the car industry, and you know, I know they're right up there with uh, prostitutes and uh, ambulance-chasing lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> but within that industry, I was able to find my space where, where I had repeat and, and uh, loyal customers, and we were able to build a very strong, profitable business off the back of all the people in the industry who did a terrible job. Mm. And I think internet marketing does have a bad name because it's associated with the get-rich-quick style of uh, magic push-button profits. I mean, all you have to do is, is call a product Magic Bullet and people mm. will, will buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Because Put a limited time on it, price it with a 7 at the back end of it and, um, oh, you know, it's, it's that classic stuff too of like, um, you know, register a domain name, write 12 blog posts, put it under your pillow at night and the next day, you know, PayPal will be ringing off the, off, off the desk. It, it won't. That's, and I think the reason that has worked is because people just don't know. It, it is like a new, it's a foreign language. And I think anyone listening to this podcast will actually get quite savvy with the market language and with the, the real foundations. Mm-hmm. There is no such thing as the magic button. There are definitely silver bullets. There are things that will get you ahead faster, but it will require effort and it, it will require... Uh, some thought and a little bit of energy, whether that's financial energy, whether it's time energy, but you'll have to put something into it to get something valuable out of it, like just about anything that I can think of. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But hopefully, certainly from my point of view, there's also creative energy, you know, like the ability to just be out there and creating things. And so there's a lot of, you can come at this whole internet marketing thing in so many different ways. And what I think it also allows you to do is choose those niches that you may have a passion about. And when you're passionate about something, the creation of that content and the actual marketing and promotion and getting the word out is going to be so much easier. Well, it changes from work to, to a, a mission. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. It's something that you have a cause, something drives you, it makes you excited to wake up. Given uh, that discussion, who, who do you think Freedom Ocean's really going to appeal to? We've had a bit of a discussion, you and I, about... The various people that you know, like well, like when you're creating any product and doing freedom motion is creating a product in itself. And we've tried to sort of picture in our mind our our ideal listener or the one who's going to benefit the most. But there's a number of different people, types of people that are going to benefit. Um, we start off, you know, there's there's that small business owner, that 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 guy or girl who's running their own business, bricks and mortar, working nine to five, maybe Saturdays and Sundays as well. Um, yeah, I think that business owner has probably already got a website or 
has watched their competitors get one and they've noticed the yellow pages just doesn't work anymore. Uh, you know, no offence, yellow pages, but it's actually... Hello to our sh- friends at yellow pages. <laughs> it's shrinking. Yeah. It's shrinking because, I mean, I've polled audiences if I go on and uh, keynote speak somewhere and I ask who's, who's looked at the yellow pages in the last month and then I ask who's been to Google and I have an overwhelming majority of people who will have been to Google. There's just, it's just not optional for a business now to avoid the internet. You have to be online. So I think it will definitely appeal to a small business owner, a medium business owner. And you know what I've found with very large businesses is that they usually have their head up their backside. They have a whole team of experts who are, for the majority, clueless. They tend to go to um, expos and and corporate type events where those people are just way behind the up-to-date techniques. They've, they're really just out there uh, like smiling assassins, yeah. charging very high prices for outdated solutions. So if there's an executive working for a large corporation, they've got a real chance to uh, to really show off, I guess, if they implement some of this stuff. Well, that's exactly what you... You probably, probably didn't even know it at the time when you were at Mercedes, but that's exactly what you were doing. Exactly what I did. I actually, I submitted a, uh, a document that was somewhere around 20 pages long to head office, uh, showing them how they could get tremendous results from their web mission. And it got put in the second drawer wow. on some clerk's desk. And you know what I did with that document, Tim? Framed it? I went out and I got myself two clients who paid me $120,000 a year and I handed in my resignation notice off that one document. And and I've since turned that document into $4,000 workshops and, you know, built an entire community around this principle. Well, there's another couple of things we'll be talking about, but the repurposing of information, the, the building of communities. And well, I think you touched on it. You know, the, the ideas don't have to be complicated, and they don't have to be new, but they have to be implemented. Yeah. And you know, these people were just too clever and too special to implement this. So going back to who's perfect, the other target audience I think that we'd be talking to are people who are in a job, who have, they may have a family, uh, and they might be just finding it's all a bit too much. They're, they're heading off to work trying to juggle the school lunches, the, the kids, you know, how they're going to get to the kids' concert without upsetting the boss because they don't want to get sacked because they can't afford the mortgage, the credit card's piling up. And, and I can really relate to that because when I stepped out of my job, I had around about $1.5 million in loans against property and shares. And I felt trapped. You know, up until the day that I left, I was, I was painted into a corner and I... I was really struggling to find the way out and I, I was ready to try anything. And that's why I put in so many late nights going through that information and testing things until I found the answer. So I think if someone wants to change and importantly that they believe it's possible, mm. uh, then they're the right person. Mindset. We'll cover, well, that, that's a sh- no, another show in itself. It, ha- it has yeah, to be covered it. because I think that's, that is 90% of it. Yeah. And to... to Further expand upon what you said, that, that people have already been exposed to information and, and to techniques and maybe been disappointed or misled. I think it's, it's, like, that, uh, it's like that student who trekked up the mountain to find the, the, the wise teacher and the teacher offered him a cup of tea and, and the teacher poured the tea 
and kept pouring and pouring and it, and it was overflowing out of the, the, the cup and the student said, but master, it's, it's full. And he said, look, I can't teach you anything until you empty your cup. You've, you've got to start from scratch perhaps. Mm. If, you've, if you've gone through other courses and they didn't work, if you've paid money for something and it didn't deliver, I think you actually pretty much have to write it off mm. and be prepared to wipe the slate clean and accept that the stuff we're talking about is, is proven and tested and it works. Mm. And, and, and don't, get, don't beat yourself up over it if no. you have attended that, that $4,000 course or, or that $67 webinar. It, I don't think it was wasted. I think you kind of you've got you've got benchmarks. You've got things to refer back to based on what we're going to share, and it it it's good stuff to it gets you in that frame of mind. And when and when you do hit the sweet spot, you really know you have because you've got something to compare it to. Exactly, it gives you uh, it gives you a, a way to judge things. And my grandma taught me when I learnt to paint. And I'm not a very good painter, by the way, but yeah. the lesson is correct. She said, you can't have light without shade. You need to, you know, one provides the other. Yeah. So these bad investments, they really highlight good investments. Yeah. And, they, and they let you know it's a way, of, it's a telltale of, of what's possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with that. Um, boy, there's going to be a lot to cover. Um, I think uh, for the time being, that's a nice little intro into what Freedom Ocean is all about, what we're all about, what people can expect. We are going to cover over the course of, and we don't have a time frame on this, but uh, it'll be months, if not years. Depends how long it takes, James. <laughs> we, well, that's, we, and that's the thing, you know, this, this is a field that is changing continuously. Uh, but the interesting thing is the, the, the core fundamentals don't change. Yeah. The things that I'm doing now in my business that I was doing five or six years ago are still working. Yeah. And I think we should start with those and build out from there. And I also think we have a commitment to our listener to be very direct. You know, I'm not going to candy wrap stuff. I'm just going to tell you what works. And uh, hopefully people respond to that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, personally I'd love to think that in three, four months' time we're starting to get some feedback from listeners who were saying, wow, you know, I implemented that little thought you shared on a particular area of internet marketing and it doubled my business or I've gone down this track and you've saved me this amount of money and or time and that's the aim. That Absolutely. is the aim. And, and we will be sharing um, when we think appropriate. Um, we're not just going to get you excited. We're going to actually give people um, the tools and the resources to, to get on with the job. Um, that's the aim as well is to... Um, it's all very well to give you the sort of um, the what and the why, but the how will absolutely be included um, in in shows when we feel it's it's right or necessary or whatever it may be. Um, great, James. Well, I reckon we give that a little a little bit of closure at this stage. Um, getting ready for episode two, where you are going to share the ten ways of being an online marketer, which you uh, led into earlier. And you had something about before, during, and after, which I'll have to uh, to quiz you on next. Um, but we will cover some other stuff. We'll cover in episode two. I actually want to know what you love. I really want to dig deep about what you love about internet marketing, um, and and really just some of those basic concepts that, as you say, I mean, they stand the test of time. The landscape may change, but and there's always there's always a new bit of software or there's always a new gadget. But what what are those kind of basic concepts that 
that will put everyone in good stead. It's um, going to be a lot of fun. Strap in for the ride. Freedom motion. Thanks, James. See you next time. See you, Tim. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're pretty much both unemployable. Ha ha ha!